0: what's up people how you guys doing uh i'm your boy eric t jackson and uh welcome to another video uh today we're going to talk about uh elon musk and his uh long overdue purchase of twitter his uh 44 billion dollar purchase okay we're gonna uh watch some video on uh yahoo finance which is uh uh, a really good uh, follow on Twitter if, you, uh, if you're if you on Twitter uh, and uh, we're going to discuss so uh, let's talk about it uh, first thing I want to mention is the deal finally went through uh, they've been talking about it he's been going back and forth on the deal and uh, it finally went through so I uh, don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing I do know that uh Uh, Elon Musk is uh, Is very uh, Capable You know Uh, I feel like uh, You know He's going to make drastic changes Whether they're good or bad For Twitter is yet to be seen But uh, uh, He's going to get in there and uh, Be hands on all over the place So uh, One of the first things that he did was a clean shop. Uh, He got rid of uh, some uh, high-ranking officials and uh, and a lot of lower-ranking employees as well. Uh, One of the things of note is that uh, three high-ranking executives that he did let go received a uh, golden parachute payout uh, totaling Roughly one hundred and twenty-two million dollars, so that's roughly forty million dollars per executive. Uh, That's uh, a nice uh, retirement package if you can get it, right? Uh, I've been uh, on Twitter roughly ten to fifteen years. I don't know when it started, but uh, you know, it used to be I wasn't on there very much. I just had an account. Last few years, I've been on there quite a bit and, uh, you know, I really enjoy it, you know, so I am very interested to see what changes uh, Elon Musk makes with Twitter. Uh, I'm very interested to see uh, what he keeps the same uh, and, uh, and where it goes from here. Uh, what is today? October, October twenty eighth, twenty twenty two. Where Twitter goes from here? Now, let me share my screen. Let me show you this uh, quick video <clears throat> on Yahoo Finance. Let's check it out
1: sort of an adversary to everyone at Twitter, sometimes scaring away employees. And a lot of the employees right now are, are pretty unsure whether they're even going to have a job next week. So I think that's probably the the, the first mission of, of damage control or mitigation. But ultimately, he's got to turn this company into a little bit more of a revenue-generating entity.
2: Let's talk about that potential of cuts percent of the workforce and obviously elon musk sort of came out and walked that back but there's a final financial calculation that's happening here right i mean he has just taken over this company as you point out that has struggled we had our legal reporter alexis keenan on earlier saying in some ways it benefits twitter to fire employees because then you don't necessarily have to pay out the stock compensation that's not vested can you kind of break that down for us
1: yeah, the employees at Twitter, just like many of the senior executives, have some of their conversation in terms of stock and bonuses and, you know, options and so forth. Uh, there is a coming payment for many of the employees uh, that's coming next week. Uh, and uh, some have speculated, and I'm, I'm, I'm you know, relatively confident, at least it's a conversation on the table, as to whether if there's going to be a reduction in staff. Uh, it would predate the, the, the date of which that payment has to be made. It's a little perilous, however, because uh, you know while the courts in California will you know, let you let go of employees, if you do so merely to avoid having to pay them compensation
0: for services already rendered, uh, that can be a problem. Mm-hmm.
1: A little bit of a, of, a, of a legal sticking point here, as, as well as a morale sticking point. You don't necessarily want to hand the uh the, the, you know the, the the pink slips to a bunch of your employees while simultaneously sniffing them that's not gonna leave behind a lot of happy campers.
0: Absolutely Elon Musk has
2: put himself between
0: a rock so uh that's a very important point uh and and you know Elon Musk he's he's very uh hard and uh he's a shrewd businessman and and you you would think like the people person uh side of him would would take over and he'd be like listen these guys have worked already for these compensations so we're going to go ahead and compensate them you know what they've signed on for but uh we've seen it in the past at, at uh uh tesla and you know sort of just now taking over here man uh he doesn't he, he he may not have the people skills you know necessary to, to 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 walk that back all the way you know i think some heads are going to roll and he's probably going to get sued by more than a few people but uh uh you know let, let's let's hear the rest
2: a hard place when it comes to this um, Twitter uh, acquisition, basically, or buying this company. Um, And because of this, if Twitter, for example, which is blocked in China, he has Tesla, which uh, operates uh, in China. If a country doesn't like what's being said on Twitter, is he putting himself in a difficult situation?
1: Well, maybe. I mean, one of the things that is definitely extraordinary about Mr. Musk is that his personality seems to permeate almost everything that he's associated with. Now, it's important to remember that he is not the majority shareholder of Tesla, uh, but he is a significant, the most significant shareholder of Tesla. Mm -hmm. And, And, you know, even earlier reports suggest that they are exploring different ways that Twitter and Tesla might be able to cooperate with one another. Uh, you know, I think that that's going to be an issue that they're going to have to deal with going forward. Uh, one, of the, one of the ways to do it is simply to try to, you know, ring fence the two companies away from one another. But once you've moved deliberately into sort of the open global uh, marketplace of ideas, uh, that open marketplace of ideas be part of your own reputation of capital. So it's probably something to be concerned about. I don't think he's really has been a deal
2: killer, but part of that's going to hinge on how he makes decisions on what the platform looks like in the next eight. Years. How do you ring fence those companies, though? I mean, can you can you do that so long as is running both? If we're talking just Tesla, we haven't even talked about SpaceX, but...
1: Not,
0: not sure. And Twitter.
1: It's a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... That's been an issue that he has faced in a bunch of other companies, not just uh, Tesla and, uh, and, and SpaceX, but also SolarCity beforehand. So it would be a difficult maneuver, but people do it. It is one of the things that sort of corporate structures are reasonably good at accommodating.
2: Uh, I have to say, I have okay. your uh, Twitter thread here that you put out in terms of lessons learned from this. But point number nine, where you say J. Screw, by the way, clever use of the Crew logo. You say there may be more fun and games in store. Musk could soon decide to refloat minority public shares with his, as you describe it, fanboys bidding up prices. Talk to me about that scenario.
1: Yeah, there's a couple scenarios that could take, for- take place from here, and those are two distinct ones. One is, even though now Twitter, as of today, it's no longer a public company, uh, that doesn't have to be permanently the case. It really is caught up with all of its filings with the SEC, it wouldn't be as big of a lift to try to roll out maybe a small fraction of shares. There are a lot of people out there that just are desperate to own anything that Elon Musk is affiliated with. All right. And so putting out that small fraction of shares could give rise to a pretty good price, which then, if you triangulate that against the rest of the stock, might um, generate at least what appears to be a very very valuable company, which would help Elon Musk in raising. Uh, capital elsewhere. The, the other thing is uh, that you know, while he's trying to increase revenues, uh, he's definitely going to want to try to decrease costs. And and one of those big costs that he's going to be facing is the interest payments that is due to his brand new uh, creditors that helped him finance this purchase. Uh, the J. Crew, uh, you know, uh, reference was really meant to refer to a whole bunch of different companies that in the last five or six years have tried to. To restructure their, their debt commitments, often in very aggressive ways, ways that sometimes lead to severe conflict between the companies and their creditors. And this often uh, will happen in a situation after a private equity buyout where there's a lot of leverage or debt that has financed the deal.
2: Uh, Elon Musk has said that he doesn't have all the answers regarding what Twitter should look like, how it should change uh, the town square that he's described. So uh, how do you see this playing out? How do you see this? (laughs) Um, Users have been kicked off permanently from Twitter. So how do you see this going forward?
1: Well it seems to me that there are two planes on which he's gonna to have to be making decisions. One is just revenue generation, cost minimization, and, and, and much more sort of work the day, how do you run a business? And 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 that is related to, but not identical to questions about content wow. moderation and how do you how do you curate this large global community of uh, of people interacting with one another. I think Mr. Musk has signaled that he wants to have a very, very big tent and then allow people to sort of self-select themselves into virtual communities uh, in a way that, uh, that sort of allows every to do it. Uh, Twitter had that view before. Uh, they have run into uh, issues involving incendiary tweets time and again, and that's what kind of has pushed them into their own uh, current content moderation policies. So it'll be interesting to see whether we can pull
0: and there we have that. Uh, now, that was uh, Columbia Law School professor, uh, Eric Talley. Uh, follow him on Twitter at, at Prof. Eric Talley if you uh, want to. But uh, some things that he mentioned uh, is that there's going to come uh, due The payments to the creditors from Elon Musk and, uh, you know, that's always contentious. So, you know, that's something that, uh, you know, when you when you have a buy where there's plenty of investors and and creditors, you know, you've got to you've got to handle that. it's, it's a tricky way to handle it. Uh, again, the employees and, and needing to be paid uh, their stock shares that, that may be tied into their compensation package and, and uh, those things, that's also something that uh, that's going Elon Musk is going to have to navigate over these next few months. And like I said, uh, he's pretty shrewd. But, uh, you know, he'll find himself in court uh, pretty quick if, uh, you know, if he just uh, rips up some of these deals and just stiffs employees, you know. Uh, Let's look at what do we see? Yeah. Yeah. Golden parachutes for three fired Twitter executives worth $122 million.
1: That's crazy. Uh,
0: Research firm Ecolar said on Friday... Chief Financial Officer, Ned Siegel, Legal Affairs and Policy Chief, Vijaya uh, Gade, uh, and uh, Chief Executive Parag Agrawal. Ooh. Uh, so... Uh, Agrawal's golden parachute is fifty seven and a half million while seagulls is forty four and a half and Gade's was twenty million uh yeah right there uh one what my golden parachute is from uh from h i s d not fifty seven million i know that much uh yeah, so uh, that's just a little bit on uh, Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter. Uh, uh, keep following. I'll keep following that and updating you guys and, uh, you know, bring more to the table. Uh, thanks for joining me here today. I'm Eric T. Jackson.
1: Uh, finally, financial. Uh, we're out.
2: Peace.